Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Subcockles of Reddit with Buck and Sadar, your one-stop station for online vindication. And today we're reaching deep into the bag o' dicks of the uh, of one of our favorite subreddits from Am I the Asshole? Is is where we've got the the uh, the bulk of the meat with our potatoes here. But uh, let me start off by asking, you know, Sadar. Anything anything new and exciting to report on your end of the globe? It was an awesome week. We had an ice storm that lasted for four days. So I was locked at home with my family with nowhere to go and anything to do. It is the bonus vacation that I think Nothing like a healthy staycation to get the blood pumping. As long as you get along with the people that you're stuck with, you know, I mean, like four days, that's a staycation much longer. You'd have like the Donner party kind of kind <laughs> of situation, I'm sure. But no, man, no, I'm glad, you know, we uh, we we had a balmy 18 degree temperature this morning when we recorded the social liability podcast, Raz and I. And uh, I was just sitting here. I've got two heaters running. I'm just like, you know what? After all this, it's like it's it's the worst feeling in the world to have it this cold with no snow, yeah. no ice, no precipitation. If it, it it would be like a movie without a soundtrack. If I could have a day without weather, it would look like the best day ever. Like, if you couldn't feel how cold it was, you'd think that you needed a short sleeve shirt and fucking cabana shorts, you know? But no, 18 degrees. If it's this cold, I want fucking snow. Like, that's it. And I want, like, snowmageddon snow. Because I'm retired and caregiver Katie works from home. Yeah, I I get you. I get you. Much longer, I think, and I would have started to go stir crazy. But four days was good. and. It's to be 65 here tomorrow, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean, I, I think I said it. I think I said it with Raz a couple of weeks ago. But like the weather, the weekly forecast is starting to look like a Kino board instead of like weekly forecast yeah. numbers. It's like what? It's like 1871. What? Yep. Then back down to 12. Yep. 12, then 22, 46, 87. Like, come on. But either way, enough enough with the shenanigans. I mean, like, I'm glad everything's going well and uh and things seem to be just as stupid in your universe as they are in mine. So why don't you go ahead and get your arm deep into the fucking subcockles of Reddit and pull something out of the bag of dicks for us. Why are we getting started? Okie dokie. Uh post from Ramsden tw- uh, twelve. Am I the asshole for getting my sister a cheap gift? I, 31 female, am really not a gift person. With my uh, significant other, we have an agreement to always buy fun experiences for occasions rather than physical gifts. However, I know that gifts are very important to some people, my sister, 29 female, being one of them. So I try to make an effort. The problem is I don't think she really understands that I don't value the same things that she does. She likes Uh, gifts to be on time and to be surprises so I try and provide that even though I always worry 
She's not going to like what I pick out, and often she genuinely seems to not like the gifts I buy. I've told her before that I would rather only have choice, uh, choices off my wish list, and I've told her this many times over the years, but she just ignores me. Last year, I was particularly fed up. I'd spent all of November ill with a chest infection. I just moved houses, and I spent a good couple of weeks going around shops looking for a gift for her. I went through her Pinterest boards, and I found some nice home things from a brand that she likes, some luxury towels, and a couple of candles that cost just under 100 pounds in total. She got me a cooking oil gift set, which I googled and must have cost about 20 bucks, or I'm sorry, 20 pounds. I used to get gift sets like this uh, off her, moisturizer, calendars, etc. The year I graduated uh, from an art-based degree, she got me How to Draw for Beginners book. There was another year that she got me a card game that she and I used to play together when we were children, which I thought was actually thoughtful, but then she refused to play it with me. This year I decided I didn't want to exchange gifts with her anymore. I mean, I barely see or speak to her as is probably clear from my post. She lives far away, and we don't have much in common. I don't get her birth, uh, birthday gift. It made it and made it known that for Christmas I would just be getting something small. I bought her a novelty box of chocolates that I put no thought into for £12. She got me a £45 voucher from a nice bookshop. The weird thing is she actually seems far more excited about the chocolates than any of the other stuff I've gotten for her, but I feel bad my gift was so cheap. Am I the asshole? Go ahead. Open up on this one. No. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, and... <laughs> there isn't a whole lot of uh, anything to throw on this. I mean, she, yeah. she was happy, and, you know, I I get it that um, I I have this stress a lot when I'm getting people gifts. I I try to guess approximately how much they're going to spend on me for the holidays, so I can try to match, if not exceed that, because I don't want to be perceived as a cheap ass. Um, but in this case, I mean, she's happy, and it sounds like she got you something a little bit more thoughtful than she normally does. So. Uh, with, over the years, I think it all kind of comes out in the wash. There's years that you've spent more, and years that she, no, years that she spent more. So, just don't stress about it. She's obviously not. I, I really like. I can't agree more with that. You know. Now, I will tell you this: this this particular article makes me want to touch base on something that we read a couple of weeks ago, because. And I'll just touch base on this real shortly, okay? Keep in mind with your gift giving that we touch base on the time limit for regifting, and I want to clarify any disparities about what my thoughts on regifting and time limits are. Okay. 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 Just, just because I was actually thinking about this a lot, and this is a good. This just jarred my memory enough because she's clearly not the asshole. And we obviously don't have anything else to discuss on this one. So before we move to the next one, and while we're still on the topic of gifts, I want to put it right out there. You have no claim on that property once you once it exchanged. Like, we're changing, there is, 
You're changing no, your no, 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 no. I'm not changing my answers. I'm making sure that I clarify what I meant because I think okay. I may have misunderstood the article due to just being so freaking stoned all the time. Okay. So now that I've had some time to like really reflect on it, let me tell you what my thoughts are on this. Once you give somebody something and say, here, this is for you, and they accept it and say thank you, transaction is over. They can throw it in the fucking trash in front of you if they want. Socially, my opinion is that if you are to re-gift it to another person, it's just nice to wait a couple of months, you know, especially if a good friend gave you the gift, you know, like, oh, yeah, I enjoyed it, but you know what? This person could use it more or didn't really fit my lifestyle or didn't really fit my my aesthetic. But you know what? It makes me, the giver of the gift, feel like you tried it on and it, you know, it may not have been your thing and I can dig that. But if you're just like immediately taking it and giving it the fuck away, I got a huge problem with that. Like I do. I want to say, and, and I think what you're worried about is showing appreciation, which it sounds like in this that's, article. That's what it is. OP's sister, not very good at. Um, right. Speaking from personal experience, I think that the youngest child, which in this case the sister is, seems to struggle with that more. And I, I don't know if that's me projecting or what, but I think sometimes the baby of a family just doesn't get that memo quite as loudly as older siblings. But um, I, I do agree with you, Buck, that appreciation needs to be shown. And right. uh, I would say if you want to re-gift it the next week, go right ahead, but don't let the original gift giver know. That's what it is, yeah. man. Like, just use some discretion. Be discreet. You know? Exactly. Be discreet. But as far as, like, claims on gifts go, once, once, somebody, once somebody says here and the other person says thank you and accepts it, like, you lost it. It ain't yours anymore, man. No take backsies. But, you know, either way. Either appreciation. Way. All right, let's keep the uh, train rolling. And now from Blue Toke, am I the asshole if I cancel on my friend? We decided in December we would do a gift exchange. I put a lot of thought into her gift, and we planned to have dinner t uh, a dinner night at our favorite restaurant. January comes, and I ask her what day we should do it, and she's like, I'm busy all of January. And I'm like, wow, okay, let me just drop off the gift to you. And she insists, no, we must do the night. February is here, and I let her know I want to give her the gift. It was expensive and non-refundable, and it's her style, so I don't know what else to do with it. Now she's like, I'm busy all of February, but I can book you in for March 4th. A Christmas gift exchange in March, LOL. I'm, oh man, this is painful. I'm sorry. I am not a good Valley girl. I'm like, wow. And she's like, yeah, you know, you have to book me in. I have so many plants, like local plants with other friends and stuff. <laughs> you are such a bad Valley girl. You really are. That Look, I'm so trying, funny. but get off my back. No, no. I'm, I'm Get off you're my back. So, you're, you're doing so great. I don't know why, but the way she acts as if she's too busy for me and I have to book a date rubs me the wrong way. How come she can't think of me ahead of time, especially since we plan to do this dumb exchange? 
Am I the asshole if I cancel on my friend and distance myself? Am I overthinking? I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think you're an asshole for wanting to cancel and distance yourself. Nope. I mean, you bought this person a fucking gift. They won't even let you drop it the fuck off. They want to exchange it in person. And what? A Christmas gift in fucking March? That's stretching it, man. Like, is that yeah. a like? Is this a coworker, a family member, a good friend, somebody you've known since childhood? You know, it, then I can see you know wanting being a little conflicted. You know, it's like oh, I've known this person literally my whole life, and they just keep pushing me off, and I'd be like, oh, well, you know, yeah, not, you know, you've known them your whole life. What's one Christmas? But if it's just like a coworker or something, fuck them, man. That ain't no friend. Yeah, if we're talking friends that have to, like, travel to get together, or, like, you're four hours away, I can kind of see it being tough. But otherwise, your friend is an entitled little twat, and you should just go ahead and cut your losses. Because this whole, yeah. like, you have to book me because I'm so popular and my life is so full and blah, blah, blah. And we have to make sure that everything accommodates me perfectly and... You have to make all of your plans around my life is not a kind of friend that I would want to spend my time, energy, or money on, personally. That's that's my perspective. I, 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 well said. Well said. I mean, you know, we could all take a lesson from, from our woodland ally, the coyote. For when the coyote has an injured paw, say a rock falls on it, and it cannot get its paw loose, what does the coyote do? Chews off its own fucking leg and keeps on going forward. That friend is an emotional leg stuck under a huge gift boulder. Cut that fucker off and keep on rolling. I, uh... <laughs> I, I have mellowed a lot in my old age, <laughs> um, but it doesn't say how old the original poster is, but I can tell you without a doubt that 20 years ago, I would have dropped their gift off probably at work for them and been like, here, I got this for you. It's already spent. Um, obviously, you don't have the time or energy or inclination to be a good friend to me, so consider this our parting gift. Ciao. And left it at that, but I, I've calmed a bit in my old age. I'd probably now just, if I'm available on March 4th, I'd go to the dinner. I'd give her the gift and then probably never talk to her again, but that's me mellowing. I would, um, me personally, like in my situation right now, all jokes aside, I would keep the engagement for March 4th. Hopefully they got me a cool dope-ass gift. Hopefully it was worth the wait. I would make my decision upon that time whether or not I'd speak with them again or not. Because if they're going to value, if they're going to keep me on a line, well, then I'm going to place a, a quantifiable value on our friendship and it's going to be associated with the gift that you give me and that you've made, tortured me and made me wait for. If you were to cancel again on that March 4th and try to reschedule on me, I would decline your reschedule. I would never speak to you again. And I would keep the gift that I bought you somewhere in the fucking depth of my closet until somebody else who happens to like the same shit happens to pop into my life. And I would give that gift 
to them. That sounds fair. That is what I would do. That is what I would do. Okay. Sounds fair to me. Yes. All right. Sticking in Am I the Asshole? From United Attempt 6779, Am I the Asshole? For refusing to come with my family on vacation if my boyfriend isn't invited. My 29 female family has always shown favoritism toward my younger sister and brother's partners. They treat them like family, but don't hide their dislike of the partners I've had. Recently, my family has been planning a trip to Korea this summer. We will be visiting my grandmother's hometown as well as visiting other areas. The problem comes with the fact that both my sister's 22 female boyfriend, uh, 23 female, um, I think that was supposed to be 23 male um, and my brother's 26 male boyfriend 24 male have been invited to join us however they haven't extended that invitation to my boyfriend 29 male when i brought this up my mother told me it's because he's uh, not a long-term partner which i call bullshit on yes my siblings have been with their partners longer sister four years brother five years but i've still been with my boyfriend for just over a year Personally, I think it's a race thing. My sister's boyfriend is also Korean, and my brother's boyfriend is Thai, while my boyfriend is white. My family denies this, and my grandmother says it's because he's disrespectful. The thing is, he isn't. Me and my siblings are all second-generation immigrants, and I just never took much interest in Korean culture. They, however, became obsessed with it at a young age. I just didn't engage much. Since it's not that important to me, I never told my boyfriend about any customs or what is and isn't appropriate to them. He's kind and nice to them, it's just that he's not Korean and not Asian. I kept pushing to bring him and I kept being told no, so I said that if he isn't coming, then I'm not either, which very much hurt my family. Family is important to them. I've had some time to cool off and I feel bad for hurting my family, but I am proud of myself for standing my ground and I'm conflicted. So, am I the asshole? It's a... A sticky situation. What do you think, Buck? Now, ultimately, at the end of the day, I applaud you for sticking to your guns and standing by your boyfriend. Kudos to you. I mean, as far as your family goes, I mean, the way the way that you paint it, it sure sounds like a race thing. Is it actually that? I don't know. So I'm going to just go off of off of your your side of the story here, and I'll say that if they are you know, in the hypothetical world that they are being racist, God, it because it really sounds like they are. What a fucking dick move, family. You know, get over yourself. If you're gonna be, can't can't do for one kid if you're not gonna do for the rest of them. And I, the long term partner thing, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if I buy into that or not. Being disrespectful, easily explainable too. You address that and. And I buy that. I buy that as well. Guy's not Korean. He's kind. He uses good manners that that we were taught as Americans, and that's all we know. You know, if Grandma doesn't like it. Teach me something different. Yeah, I don't you know, think Op it, it, does herself any favors here. By okay, she's not overly interested in her heritage. That's fine. That's her decision to make. But by not cautioning her boyfriend that you know these are family expectations or family rules before he comes into the house 
really was setting him up for failure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you kind of kind of shot yourself in the foot on that one. I mean, I I think I can't remember what all I've shared on uh, the podcast, but it Buck, you know my uh, my husband's in laws are not overly fond of him, and there does come a point where you have to decide which side of the um the battlegrounds are you going to throw your chips into it, i don't know a year is the start of a long relationship but it's i i don't want to judge what's long term and what's not i mean the op is 29 years old she's old enough to know um her life and what she wants out of it I think it's just a crap situation for everyone involved and if she wants to you know throw her commitment on her boyfriend then that's her decision to make yeah I mean you know and also you gotta remember you know your family might be staunch in their staunch in their beliefs and values but what kind of person is your boyfriend you know like People, people, people will say that I'm a good guy, you know, and I mean that like people, people are like, oh yeah, Buck, he's a good guy. I label myself as decent, mildly above average at best. And you know what though? When I met caregiver Katie's family, let me tell you what she was bringing into the door. A still married yet separated man with two children. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Three hundred dollars a month in 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 salary. Oh yeah, it looked like I was a fucking parasite. It really did. It really, really did. So when when it, like caregiver Katie's super uber conservative and religious family still welcomed me into their home, my crippled very difficult to accommodate at times ass into their home without any questions or reservations. That to me was good enough. Like, yeah, they, and, and, and I'm using them as an example because caregiver Katie's family goes on trips all the freaking time. And before I was a, a super, super disabled, you know, I could walk on crutches and stuff like that. Caregiver, caregiver Katie and I were never, invited on any of these vacations we don't hold grudges we don't go back and keep score you want to know why because at the end of the day your family's your family and it really just shouldn't fucking matter these these petty family vacation stories like i understand you got a lot of feelings but me personally like if somebody doesn't want to get whether you think it's right or wrong, the people paying the bill make the decision. If it, like it's that's, their vacation, that's fair. It, it's reading it's, and reading between. I mean, the whether lines, they're go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say whether they're being racist or not is their prerogative. They earned every cent that's going into paying for all the fares in that vacation, and if they are that staunch in their beliefs. And don't want to ruin their their aspect of a perfectly good vacation because they don't want a white boy along. As fucked up as that is, it still is their prerogative. There's nothing you can do about it, and yet 
tomorrow they're still going to be your family and your boyfriend's still going to be your boyfriend. What are you going to harbor feelings over? That's that's the way I look at these situations. Like what what are we what what kind of fight are we really picking here? Um, Where is this all going to lead? Uh, How much fun would you really have on this vacation if you bulldog your family into letting them go? I wouldn't want to go. I I my hackles go up when I hear your family is your family because your family is just the bloodline that you were unfortunate enough to be born into sometimes. And that is all your family is. And Buck, you know right. it's true. It might not be your reality, but it's the reality for a lot well, of people. Well, no, the thing is, is that but, when I say your family's your family, that's exactly what I mean by that. It's just a word. Your family's just your family. Reading between so the lines on this post, I get the sense that OP is kind of the black sheep of her family anyway. And if... I'm, I might be drawing a lot on this, but if both of her siblings were wholeheartedly full in on their um, Korean heritage and she was the only child that was like, I'm American now, I don't care. Um, I can see that being the catalyst for a long-term rift with the rest of her family. And I can all but guarantee that if that's the case... The older OP gets and the more white boys she dates, the broader that rift is going to be. And that rift is not going to seal itself if you, you know, just... You can't force your family to love your significant other. Um, so whether you're dating or married or whatever make peace with the fact that this is probably going to be the way that your significant other is always going to be treated no matter who they are and decide what you can and can't live with from there. Well said. And your family, just like so many other families out there that we read about sucks. Yeah, maybe. And I mean, now, I mean, well, maybe. whether they do or they don't, this, this whole freaking podcast, the subcockles of Reddit, has kind of like not skewed, but brought into perspective my whole perspective of family. To be to be quite honest with you, I don't I don't like I don't say your family's your family and stand behind it staunchly like I did. They're like, man, it's it's almost like saying it is what it is. Yeah, yep, your family your family's your family. At the end of the day, and that's and. <laughs> Take it, take it, take it as a platitude if you want to, OP, but your family is your family. And I don't mean that for good or for bad. It just is. And that's how I mean that. Can't change it. I do think you're you're right, though, that if they're the ones footing the bill in this particular situation, they do have the right to say who is and is not coming. But Right. Um, just accept what is and either go or don't. But it sounds like all OP wants to do is just say, I'm not going. And that is totally her right. Yeah, not the asshole. You're not the asshole for not going. So, wow, that's... I think we're three for three on not the asshole. Eh, you know what? Reach a little deeper into the bag of dicks here. Really, really, really give it a good reach in there and let's see if we can pull one out. All right. I doubt it. I don't know. Well, this one's got a title with promise from 
uh, Ratnia, Ratnia, uh, am I the asshole for not caring about my best friend leaving my life? Let's read on. It started when my best friend, female 18, met this guy, male 24, in a mental hospital while she was 17. Oh, it's starting out so strong, Buck. Uh, For privacy reasons, I'll call them Luna and Samuel. About a month ago, they started becoming friends with benefits, and she told me uh, about it as any best friend would. I told her I wasn't a big fan of it as he is 24, a 24-year-old man and she has only been 18 for two or three months. When Samuel took her virginity, they both didn't use protection and he also refused to take it because it feels nicer without. So I, female 17, had to give her the talk and ask her what she'd do if she got pregnant. She took it all very lightly and said she's going to get an abortion, which of course isn't always easy. She got a little upset at me after I told her that I think it seems a little groomy of Samuel to take Luna's virginity, and we stopped talking about it. A few days ago, however, she asked me to watch a movie with her and Samuel in the theaters. I declined because I don't like him. I might be overprotective, but except for the uh, groomy part, his presence just makes me really uncomfortable. He was with her twice while me and Luna bumped into each other, and he didn't even acknowledge my existence. I'm aware that he might have social anxiety. I do too, but he could have just smiled at me for a second. She got mad at me for declining and texted me again last night. She said I hurt her feelings by calling him groomy and not liking him and made it seem like I make everything about myself while she's the one always canceling plans that we planned weeks beforehand just because she doesn't feel like it anymore. I didn't mention that as she wouldn't, uh, would have just gotten more mad. Luna also said that I shouldn't call him groomy just because he's six years older than her and he could be 20 years older and still not be a groomer because age has nothing to do with someone's maturity level. I just asked her a question about another part of the message. It's uh, an, an unimportant part of the story, and she, she said she wants to cut me off for now. All I said was, okay, that's when she got really pissed off. She asked me how I can be this unimportant to her. The reason all of this started is because she's not unimportant to me. If she wasn't important to me, I wouldn't have said anything about Samuel being off. I told her she's not unimportant to me, but I'm not going to beg her to stay in my life if she wants to stop being my best friend of 12 years. If I'm unimportant to you, you lost importance to me too. So am I the asshole? Oh my God. Can you remember being 18, Buck? Yeah. Yeah. As a matter Uh, of fact, I can. And it was not nearly this much of a shit blizzard. mm. I didn't fucking get involved in shit like this. I certainly now... I'm going to go ahead and say that I never, ever looked for a potential mate or even a friend for that matter in a mental institution however i've never i've never been into a mental institution i probably would have befriended somebody in a mental institution at that age because i'm sitting here at almost 40 right now and i'm telling you that i probably would right now too however that being said I I don't think that grooming is is has anything to do with the situation here. 
I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe I didn't hear it well enough. I mean, like, does does this seem groomy to you at all? I think I, you know, she says that he's a little off. Well, remember where where they hooked up? You know, uh, you I need think... somebody in the funny farm. You're not. You know, yeah. It, of course, they're a little off. It reeks to me of a controlling relationship, and it just the the age difference. Okay, uh, you know, in another forty years, the age difference would be nothing. The difference between seventeen and eighteen and twenty four is more significant, and that whole you know age is just a number. That, sure. If your friend is a super secure and well-balanced 18-year-old, maybe I'd buy it. But the fact that he makes zero attempt to get to know his partner's best friend, he refuses to use protection because it doesn't feel good um, with no thought to either his physical safety or his partner's physical safety or the possibility of pregnancy tells me that this is not a great person and not a healthy relationship. Uh, not only would I say that the OP is not the asshole, um, I also don't think that it's fair to drop a ton of responsibility on OP at 18 years old for this. But if she has a, a good relationship with her own parents or with her friend's parents, I would encourage her to reach out to one of them and fill them in on what's going on and see if they could offer any type of assistance. Now, since the friend is over 18 now, any, um, any possibility of cons the relationship's con consensuality um, kind of goes out the window. But... Um, if I'm right about the type of relationship that's blooming here, your friend is going to need support to be able to find her way out of it when she's able to and ready to. See, not grooming, controlling. That's what it smells like to me here. Um, maybe no, see, it's a, but see, like grooming, like none of it smelled groomy to me. It, but it didn't smell right. The guy yeah. seems a little off, and I get that. Look where you got him from. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, consider the source. There, that's, but grooming, like, I don't see grooming behaviors, but I definitely see controlling ones. And as far as wearing a condom goes, you know it hurts? You know it, you know it doesn't feel good? Is when the judge looks at you and tells you what your child support payments are. Wear a fucking condom, you dumb shit. What kind of troglodyte in this fucking day and age? Do you realize that nowadays we got this stuff? And it's, you know, to some people, this might be new science. It's called DNA. Okay? You know? Like, don't go, don't, don't push the pole if you can't pay the toll, motherfucker. I'll tell you that much right now. Wear a condom. Okay, this guy, all sorts of red flags. I don't think you're the asshole either. You know what else doesn't feel I, great? What's that? I'm I'm guessing. I've been lucky enough to never experience this myself, but I'm guessing it doesn't feel great when it burns when you pee. 
I've been listening to years and Raz's podcast. And I know uh, y'all have talked about this before. Um, oh yeah. Just because your friend was a virgin doesn't mean that he was a virgin, and God knows what he could be giving her. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That 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 burning when you pee sensation is is rumored to be worse for women than it is for men too. By the way, you know, and just saying, just saying. But either way, not the asshole. Let's. Not the we asshole. got four in a row. Four or four, not the assholes. Let's go for five. From uh, Frosty Barracuda five five six. Am I the asshole for firing the babysitter because she brought her dog to my house? Oh, mm. this happened this past week. My male 33, wife, female 33, and I have a six-month-old kid. My wife and I planned a date night, and we hired our babysitter we've used half a dozen times. The babysitter, a 20 female, is a college student that lived in our neighborhood and came recommended by some friends that had kids. She came over to our house. We told her our son's schedule, then headed out. We were going to go out for dinner and then meet up with friends for drinks. We have two cameras in our house that we can access remotely to check in on our son. One is over his bed, and the other is over his play area in the living room. The, the babysitter knows about both cameras, so it isn't like we're spying on her. My wife gets a notification that there is motion in the play area, and she pulls it up to check in. She sees a dog sniffing our son. We're both like WTF. We don't own any dogs and we have no plans to ever own dogs. We try calling, no answer. We rush home. We go inside and the babysitter is holding our son and there is a golden retriever just hanging out. Everyone is calm and fine. The babysitter seems shocked we are already home and I ask the babysitter why there is a dog in our house. She says it's her golden retriever and decided to bring it today. The babysitter assures us the dog is baby and kid-friendly and is sweet and safe. I don't want my son around dogs at such a young age, even if they are sweet and safe. I'm getting more and more angry. This was not something she was transparent about, and if we knew the dog was going to be there, I never would have okayed it. I just firmly told her to grab her dog and please leave. I inform her we won't be using her in the future and to pay her hat and pay her half her rate we had agreed upon, mostly since we used her less than half the time we were going to be out. She asked for the full amount, and I told her, no, you put my kid in danger, and you should leave. She said she did nothing wrong, but I don't see it that way. So was I the asshole? No, no, no. No. No, I don't think you were the asshole at all. I don't think you were the asshole at all. You know... Now, if parents, she if she thought parents, it was no big deal, why didn't she mention it? You know, I'm sorry, Buck. Go ahead. Parents, what? Oh, oh, no, no, no. no. Pa parents, parents, and dog parents need to get on the same page. Your fur babies and real babies. Not every. It, just just think about it. Not everybody's okay with everybody's kids playing with another people's kids. Yep. You know, some people are real funny and selective about that stuff. And there's not a freaking thing you can say or do about it. You have to respect, especially when you go to their home. Like, if they if now if they brought the kid to your house to be babysat at your house with your dog there, there no there's nothing they can say about that. 
They didn't check to see if there were dogs. Doesn't matter how they feel about dogs. They should have checked to see if there were dogs. Just like you should have checked before you went into somebody else's house with your dog. Whether, like, maybe somebody in that house is deathly allergic to dogs. You know? Oh, yep. well, it's not a big deal. My dog is nice and sweet and everything. You know, we'll flip it over to the to the cat side of stuff. You came to my house with a cat. Nicest kitty cat in the world, snuggly and fluffy and lovey and everything like that. And it just, all it wants to do is just rub up and love on people in my house. Everything that cat touches has got to be now decontaminated. Because caregiver Katie will come in and start sneezing and throwing a freaking allergy fit. Yep. And like a for real one. Who knows? Somebody in that house could have been like that. How dare you go and do that? And you know what? As far as payment goes, pay them for what they worked and send them on home. If they yep. work half the time, pay them half the rate. Yep. Ask them for a full day's pay. I, can't, I had to come home early because you were pulling some motherfuckery in my house that we never talked about. And now you're going to act like it's no big deal. One, you're fired. Two, I'll pay you for what you were here for. Goodbye. And obviously she didn't bring the dog with her when she arrived at the house. So did somebody drop the dog off after the fact? Did she leave the baby alone to go retrieve the dog? Like, how did this dog even get there? I... Maybe I'm high strung. I'm, I'm sure I'm high strung, but at six months old, I, I never would have been comfortable with this kind of arrangement anyway with a six-year-old kid. I think my oldest was 18 months old um, by, by the time the first time. Now, I know I was very lucky in that um, I had family members who were retired and were available and willing to babysit. We, we paid family to babysit our our son um, the first year and a half of his life because I did not want my kid with strangers until he was old enough to talk to me about things. Um, but I, I, I struggle with that just unrelated to the story. Anyway, I agree with everything you said, Buck. I love dogs. I love them so, so much. And I am allergic to golden retrievers. So, and they shed a lot. Um, so my house would have to be clean top to bottom if a golden retriever came in my house. And I sure as heck do not want a dog that I don't know around my baby. I don't care how nice yeah, you no say shit. that dog is. Um, so... Well, I mean, like, think about it. You interviewed the babysitter before you let her come in. Yep. Why wouldn't you want to fucking vet out a dog? Exactly. Why? Like, ex ex exactly. Like, if somebody's going to be coming around my poor, defenseless, well, my defenseless child, my defenseless baby, you want to bring something that I've never met, seen, or interacted with around my brand new baby defenseless bait no flag i'm red flagging you you're fucking fired i don't blame you you are not the asshole damn it i thought that was going to be an i'm an asshole post i i, I thought, thought so we too. were gonna i th i thought we were gonna have a monumental karen post there and be like ha i should have came out i should have went and searched for articles on the fuck you karen subreddit 
But no, I just stuck with Am I the Asshole. So let's see. Let's see if the next one we drop up with it out of here comes. All right. From random 47, 29, 27. Am I the asshole for not attending my ex-friend's birthday party? Let's start by saying I will use fake names for the sake of the story. I, 34 male, have been friends with Ava, 32 female, since we were kids. We went to the same school, we were always good friends with each other, and we went on to get corporate jobs and saw each other every other week for quite a while. Ava is the kind of person you would love to have as a friend, but terrified to have as an enemy. She and I know each other, understand each other, and all but uh, I never brought her into family events. I didn't even invite her over to my house much after I got married and had kids. Because I know, despite being an amazing friend in the corporate world, to me, she has her own demons and none of my family members work in the same field as I do. However, because of how close we were, I decided to ask my brother to invite Ava to his wedding last year, around two months ago and introduced her to my family. Admittedly, I need, needed to get her on, on her good side, and that's the primary reason, hoping that one night wouldn't change much of anything. Sadly, I was wrong. She caught my sister's 22 attention, uh, 22 attention and started dating her immediately afterwards. Now, I know Ava. This is 100% something she knew I wouldn't want her to do. She is much older than my sister, not to mention I have never seen her date a woman for longer than a few months. Ava is literally the definition of a playgirl. She has a pretty horrible reputation when it comes to these things. She managed to brainwash my sister into thinking she is some kind of saint that can do nothing wrong and that I am the one trying to make her look bad. I am absolutely furious and I stopped talking to Ava. Ava's birthday is coming up next week, and she is throwing a dinner party, inviting friends, colleagues, etc. She asked me if I would come, and I said absolutely not. She told me she really liked my sister and wasn't playing around. I told her I knew her a little too well for these words to have an effect on me. My sister called me and asked me to come and reminded me that I have been friends with Ava since I was a kid and that this would break her heart. I told her she should have thought of this before breaking my heart with the ridiculous stunt she pulled. My sister called me an asshole and said she was an adult capable of making her own decisions and that her relationship wasn't a stunt. I am still not going. A few of my friends at work say it'll be best if I went. I don't know. Am I really the asshole here? Okay. Buck? I don't think you're the asshole, personally. I really don't. You know, I, and I'll, and I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why, because if you really, truly don't want to be there, then you shouldn't go. You shouldn't go. If you force yourself to be there, you're going to go there and you're going to do or say something stupid and you're going to have to do nothing but apologize anyhow. Okay. I, 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 I would, I would, that is, that is my personal like, it sounds like she's got a lot of fucking meat, uh, like a lot of gristle on this relationship that she needs to chew through. And if she really thinks that this whole relationship that, that her sister's got going with her best childhood friend is a stunt, and and that's the hill she's going to die on, this year, right after the relationship starts, I don't see a problem with not going. 
that wounds those wounds cut deep and i get it you've got your problems and they are what they are if you go you're gonna end up being real fucking sorry i don't think you're an asshole what i would call you an asshole for is we're gonna fast forward a year to your friend's next birthday and if if in that instance that friend and your sister are still together and you are extending an invite to that party I think that I think that it it would behoove you to uh to to you know start burying the hatchet or at least open the lines of communication. You know, this is a this is a lifelong these are lifelong relationships that you have with two people and you have not indicated at any point in time that you wanted to cut off your sister. It sounds to me, it sounds to me like you are attached to at least your sibling and it may be worth if they stay together for a while you know opening up you know topic of topic, you know opening up the lines of communication again maybe 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 there's something there that you aren't even aware of however for this particular instance i think if you were to go to this party you'd end up being being a real jerk anyhow and you should probably just cool your jets I would suggest calling your friend or your sister and not being so bitter about declining. Maybe not being such a bitch about it. You know, that that is a little bit dickish, you know, and childish in my opinion. I don't I don't really like that. That that kind of makes you a bit of a jerk. But not going to begin with, I don't think you're an asshole for that. Oh what do you got? I think he's an asshole before this whole shit show got started. I mean, okay, so you're professional friends with this former childhood friend, and you admit that you asked your brother to invite her to his wedding to give you professional leverage over Ava in the workplace. And now you're using your sister, or viewing your sister as property that Ava has somehow usurped, I know that you're trying to present it as you're worried about your sister's um, safety in this relationship because Ava has a reputation for being a bit of a playboy. I get that. Where you lost me was when you went off on your sister for breaking your heart with this stunt uh, of dating an older woman. Um, oh jesus see that's where my lines got crossed that's where i got fucking mixed up i thought he was blaming the other party for i thought he was blaming blaming the other everybody he's blaming oh 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 i thought he was only blaming ava not the sister listen oh he's blaming the sister too yep oh yeah fuck him man you're an asshole if no, it, dude. Oh. If Ava tells you that her feelings for your sister are genuine, you've been friends with this woman for half your life. Give her the benefit of the doubt. And if you're close enough friends, be honest with her and tell her that you really don't want your baby sister to get hurt. You can warn your sister that Ava's got this reputation, but what you can't do is try to force them apart. You're being a total jerk. Suck it up. Put put your attitude in your back pocket. Go to your friend's birthday party and stop being such an asshole. If Ava Oh yeah. If Ava breaks your sister's heart, then you have reason to be angry. Then you have reason to skip the birthday parties and other events. 
but you've been trying to manipulate Ava left and right in the last couple of months and it blew up in your face. Suck it up. We finally found yeah, our see, asshole. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. Yes, we did. No, you are. See, that's why I like doing this with you because you let me go off on my rants and then you bring me back down to reality. You should go. I agree. You should go. And you know what? I hope you do say something stupid. Shame on you. Shame on your cow. Shame on your whole family. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that puts it pretty succinctly. So we've got one more left. <clears throat> you ready All right, for this what do we got? All right. From the PCP to B, am I the asshole if I no longer want to be a bridesmaid? Buck, have you ever been a bridesmaid? I've been a groomsman once. Okay. All right. I've 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 declined. However, I've declined being a groomsman twice. Okay. I have been a bridesmaid once, and I. That's because Raz wouldn't let me decline. But anyway, let's get on to this story and maybe my story will come in. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. All right. Let's read the story first. I'm in the wedding party for my friend, 30 male, and his fiancee, 29 female. I've become good friends with both of them after I initially was friends with the groom. Bride asked me to be a bridesmaid probably six to nine months ago. I have the dress, etc. Here's why I no longer want to be in the wedding. At the bachelorette party... The bride-to-be showed her bridezilla tendencies and started treating me, her first, first, her future sister-in-law, and her fiancé's cousin like trash. She and her family were calling us drunks and saying we were alcoholics. She made up lies saying that I had a mental breakdown during the bachelorette party when I tried to go to bed early. It was 11 p.m. She made people cry several times, making rude comments about them. She has now decided that I completely ruined her bachelorette party weekend because I'm single five months out from a breakup after a two-year relationship with the man I thought I'd marry. And she decided that I tried to ruin the bachelorette weekend because I'm mad that I'm single. And she was hurt because I didn't look at her during the bachelorette party. Otherwise, I have absolutely no idea what she thinks I did to ruin her bachelorette weekend. I was there, I participated, I tried to celebrate her, and I'm also not all that mad about the fact that she's getting married and I'm single. I miss my ex, sure, but I don't care that I'm single, so I'm just really confused as to how I ruined the weekend. It's been three weeks since the bachelorette, and she refuses to talk to me. She just sent out invites to her bridal shower and chose not to invite me. At this point, I'm so hurt by the lies I found out that she was spreading about me that weekend. I don't want to be in the wedding anymore. I tried to get over it because I value my friendship with the groom, but he has said he doesn't care what my perspective is about the weekend and just wants to support his fiance. Am I the asshole if I tell her I no longer want to be a bridesmaid? Nope. I was about ready to say I would have to give a hard no. Nope. If go, go ahead. Now speak from the bridesmaid's perspective on, on your end. I, this is, sounds very, very different from my experience, but I would say in this situation, I can't blame the, the groom for siding with his wife-to-be. I mean, even though she sounds like a horrible, horrible monster. 
Um, I think I would just tell my groom friend, you know, I respect your position and your support for your fiance, but I feel like the relationship uh, has turned to such a point where I don't feel comfortable being a bridesmaid anymore. And then I would let the bride know that I'm backing out and good luck with the wedding. And if I'm still invited, I may or may not show up depending on what I feel like, but I would just wash my hands of it and be, that's what I would do as a bridesmaid. I, I, I can't think of any other way that would be better than that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was a groomsman once my ex-wife got, some feelings that I was walking and dancing with another woman who was inarguably prettier than she was. And then uh, I declined Raz's request to be a groomsman because of that. And because my ex-wife was very sick that day. Well, no, I declined the request to be a groomsman because of that. I didn't go to the wedding and reception because of uh, my wife, being, my ex-wife being sick. And then when uh, when my brother got married, I had I actually went and had my tuxedo fitted and everything for that wedding. I was going to be a groomsman. And uh, after after we got home from the tuxedo store, I started thinking about it more and more. And I I told my little brother on the phone, I was like, "Listen, man, I was like, I want to be there. I'm going to support you, and I'll go to the wedding. But I think it would be terribly irresponsible with how handicapped and how much like." care is required for me nowadays to actually be up there in front of people because if i were up there caregiver katie would have to be like right there with me and you don't need a woman on your end like it's your wedding dude and so i dipped out of that one as as far as advice goes i i would i would uh tear a page out of sadar's book there and um and defer to her judgment on that one. Sadar seems to have some pretty sage words on that. I would say if she didn't invite, um, get an invite to the shower, she the bride's trying to tell her she's out anyway. So I'm sorry that you became the whipping boy, OP. That's totally what it sounds like um, you're doing yeah. here. Um, I don't know. I don't get it, Bucks. Weddings just make some... Women in particular we, um, just seem to make some women crazy. I, that, I'm so thankful that you were not one of them. No. I I felt crazy for a whole different reason. Mainly, no, 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 no. You weren't a bridezilla, though. Okay, you were not a bridezilla. I don't remember Raz coming to work and being like, oh, my God. This and that and the third. I remember him complaining a lot about your in-laws. Yeah, that's why I was feeling crazy when we were getting married. Trying to... Yeah, uh, that's... Trying yeah, to please everybody. Bridezilla's, to me, is just like a capricious display of bitchiness. That was not you. Well, and that's... The, the one wedding that I was a, a, a bridesmaid in, and I hope I ruined all the pictures. I really do. Um, Because I was a bridesmaid and Raz was the best man. And 
we were such good friends with that couple until they got engaged. And I think it, it kind of says it all that neither the best man nor the maid of honor were, were willing to give toasts at the reception. Everybody, everybody was so mad at this witch by her wedding day that nobody wanted to be there. Everyone who did show up showed up uh, um, either for the groom or in my case, because Raz made me and wouldn't let me back out. Um, and uh, even though we had been given approved window clings to decorate the car by the bride, um, and that was all we were to do to decorate the car, the groom's sister brought a pack of hot dogs that we attached to uh, every bit of the car that we could find, including completely filling the antenna. And then she uh, also brought paint that we used to draw because we are such mature people. Uh, giant dicks all over her car. Ha <laughs> <laughs> And that was uh. our, our last kind of um, screw you to the, the bride. And I don't think I've talked to either one of them since that wedding. And... Uh, I have no intention of ever doing that. But from what I understand, they now have two of the ugliest kids ever to be born. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to, you know what? Say. I Other do, than, I, uh, I know, Buck, I don't know if you know this, but from what I understand for a while, there were some pictures of what the bride was doing with some other men on, at her bachelorette party. That, uh, I wouldn't want to marry somebody after the, seeing those pictures. If you get what I'm saying. Oh, no. You know what? I, I certainly wouldn't either. I certainly wouldn't either. I, but I'm going to have to get in touch with Raz and see if he'll send them to me. Oh, I don't think he has those. I'm sure you can get them. Maybe, um, but he's too nice of, <laughs> as crazy as this sounds, he's too nice of a guy to send them to her husband. Yeah, I'm not asking him to send them to her husband. I want to see him. <laughs> God, why? <laughs> Never mind. I don't want you to answer that. Whoa, um, whoa. But... You can't put, you can, no, 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 no. You tore the lid off that box. I'll tell you damn well why. Because I am a fucking man. Okay. And if God didn't make me, I the God didn't make me the way I am, the species would die. Okay. <laughs> if you say so, if you say, like, have you ever seen a bridezilla? Like, have you ever been uh, subject to a bridezilla uh, wedding? Not, not, not the one that wasn't on TV. I've only seen it on TLC. I've never seen it in real life. To me, that's like big game hunting, like people who've been to Africa hunting lions and shit. It's like, I know people have done it, but it's not been me. Most of my friends have already been married by the time I befriend them. I have a tendency to befriend, I think, surrogate moms. So um, how lucky am I that my one and only uh, wedding involvement was a 
diehard bridezilla. Anyway. I mean, like that's like that's like as lucky as getting struck by lightning. I know, right? <laughs> like the odds and the survivability are about the same. Well, I survived. Right, and there are people who have been struck by and survived a lightning strike. Yep. Yep. I mean, like seriously though, that's that's quite a feat. I mean, like, that's... Oh, and I should qualify that uh, when I said I hope I ruined all of her wedding pictures is um, not because I was making ugly faces or anything like that, but the bride did know when she asked me to be a bridesmaid that I was already a few months pregnant. So at the wedding, um, she was against me buying a maternity gown for the wedding, so I had to buy several sizes up in the ugly baby pink formal dress that she picked out and oh. have it fitted to, I looked like a big pink tube because by the wedding day I was about eight months pregnant and my stomach was <sighs> huge. And um, she tried telling me uh, like five days before the wedding that she had made an appointment to have my hair professionally styled and that I had to spend $275 to get my hair put in a bun for the wedding. And I told her no. So, uh, cause I had a baby coming in a month and I didn't have $300 to drop on, uh, uh, hair. hair for a wedding that I was begging Raz not to make me go to by that point. Um, oh my gosh. and it's not fair to say that, uh, he made me, but no, it is fair. <laughs> the wails of a pregnant woman fell upon the deaf ears of Raz. That's the way the story will go forever. I could have, I probably could have put my swollen ankle foot down, but I didn't. I let him you know, talk me into going there for the groom who, I don't know, probably saw no way out by that point. But, um, so I, I just put my hair in a bun myself. It was a nice bun. And even though it was outside in August uh, in high humidity, I put, um, product in my hair so I didn't have a ton of flyaways. And I was, I waddled my pregnant ass out there to an outdoor wedding in August. Oh my God. God. And uh, <sighs> Braxton Hicks and all. And I powered through it and uh, said nothing to anyone, sat down every opportunity I got. I'm sure I looked so happy during the ceremony. And thankfully, the uh, reception venue was air-conditioned, and once my temperature had returned to normal, I helped the groom's sister obliterate that twat's car. You know what? I actually did encounter a bridezilla once, and my ex-wife was the bridesmaid in the wedding, and, or the maid of honor. No, one of the bridesmaids, but... The maid of honor was the bride's sister, so my ex-wife did all the fucking work. 
So about mm, a week before this couple gets married, everybody's just bitching about this woman, bitching about this woman, bitching about this woman. My ex-wife, I even felt bad for because she was getting ridden like, like a, like a, like, you know, a, a cart ox, mm -hmm. like just cracking the whip on my, on my ex-wife. And then about a week before the wedding happens, everything's set up, everything's hunky-dory, everybody's taking a deep breath, and their pastor has a stroke and a heart attack. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they were like, we've got nobody, nobody to do our wedding. We've got nobody to officiate our wedding. We need a pastor. We need somebody, a man of the cloth. We need this to happen. And she starts wailing and freaking out. We're talking like level 10 tantrum. And I'm sitting there with my ex-wife and my kids. And I'm just trying to, trying to just like chill out and sneak cigarettes, you know, with, with, with the groom-to-be because he was a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I hear this like hideous wailing. I go into the house and my ex-wife's face is just pale. And she's like, their pastor had a stroke and a heart attack and nobody knows what to do. And I was like, hmm, it just so happens I know a guy. <laughs> and the whole room, <laughs> like the record screeched. Everybody's like, wait, what? The bride-to-be is just in the back of this house sobbing. And the groom-to-be and my ex-wife look at me. They're like, wait, you know somebody who can do this? Like a religious man who can do this? I was like, I know a Methodist preacher. I was like, let me make a phone call. And so all of a sudden, man, I'm on the phone with none other than Sadar's dad. And I'm like, all right, man. I got this thing. He's like, I'd rather do funerals. They're permanent. And I was like, <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> and that's <laughs> and that's that's the answer he gives me. But this man loves me. They like Sadar's mom and dad love me profusely more than me. And I just like, I yeah, they this is sad but true. So I was like, Pastor Jim, please. My back's up against the wall. This woman's a bridezilla, but she's a really nice lady. They've been my friends for like six years. And he's like, if it were anybody else but you, I'd tell him to go to hell. <laughs> When's, tell me when the wedding. He goes, I want to speak. I want to speak with the groom. I want to speak with the bride. I was like, do you have time right now? He's like, when's the wedding? I was like, well, in a week. He's like, Mark. <laughs> no he's like buck damn it well no you know what i mean i could have i could have covered that up i was trying to think of a way but he was like buck so what he used my real name so what he's like buck give me i was like please i pulled the cripple card tiny tim my way into your dad's heart and he did the wedding poor guy showed up for an outdoor wedding an outdoor wedding at in outdoor attire. He's wearing like a straw hat, khaki <laughs> pants. <laughs> you know, and like sunglasses and like a shirt that's like not No, he was wearing like a uh, like a white shirt. 
but like yeah. nothing but like completely casual friday pastor gear and everybody there is in black tie formal <laughs> like it was legal it was he came up to me and he goes you didn't tell me that there was going to be a dress code and I was like, I thought all weddings were like this. Oh. I thought, I thought your dad was going to choke me. And he goes, and these were his words to me. He goes, well, screw it. I'm the only one who can sign this damn wedding certificate. So we might as well get this show on the road. <laughs> I was like, that's my boy, Pastor Jim. Yeah. Pastor Jim. Yeah. We're going to have to get now. Yeah. Either way, that that's brings us. That that brings us to Sadar. Do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, did you know that I had to trick him into doing my wedding? Yes. Yeah. He uh, he tried to back out of it at the eleventh hour. And I remember the heart attack. He did not have a heart attack. No, I. That's what I know. Yeah, but, the quote heart attack unquote. Yeah, he. He was afraid that he was having one, so we had to cancel the wedding. That that was the claim, and he made a miraculous recovery after I uh, told him no problem. The best man, Squanch, uh, was able to perform ceremonies in the state, so which was a bold-faced lie, but um, you know what? Sometimes you got to bluff. But he did not call my bluff and made a miraculous recovery from the non-heart attack and was able to um, step on the train of my dress on the way to the pulpit to um, marry us. I remember that, too. Yep. I got a great big size eight and a half because my uh, dad's got tiny feet footprint on the train of my wedding dress. Oh my gosh. But but I got married and uh, that was a little over 14 years ago. Now it's you know a funny what, story. It is a great story. The Imperial March thing, that was that was great. That, but either way, that was Raz. That was I can't take credit for that. That was I kept asking him what he wanted to contribute to the ceremony and that was the only thing he asked for because he said if I got special music to come into he wanted special music to come into so that was his contribution to the ceremony so might it be folks (laughs) we appreciate you joining us for another episode of the subcockles of reddit with Buck and Sadar please tune in and listen to my other podcast that I do with my buddy Raz called the social liability podcast found on most podcasting platforms where you could listen to this one and please give us a like follow and tell a friend about about our little production here and hopefully we see you next week folks make sure you have a wonderful safe and happy endeavor